it oftentimes takes some refinement and some adjustment for your offer and how you're talking about your offer. But all of these clients who are really successful have a very dialed in offer, meaning it truly does solve the problem that their ideal customer has and they have worked through the kinks of talking about it. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 489. Hey, you guys, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something fun with you. So upcoming this month, I'm going to do a series where I answer your questions. You can ask me a detailed you know, scenario, this isn't converting in my marketing or I'm really struggling with this or what would you do question. And I'm gonna choose at least five of them and do a series all around those questions. So if you want to be featured, your name doesn't have to be featured or anything, just your question featured and me answer it on a podcast. All you have to do is go to hirschmarketing.com slash question and fill out this form in the next few days. You only have a couple of days to get it in. We're going to record these soon for a series in a couple of weeks. So go hirschmarketing.com slash question, fill it out with your burning marketing question or a struggle you're having, and I will potentially answer it live on the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy March. Happy spring. Happy week. In Texas, spring is usually beautiful. Um, so I love spring here, but it doesn't last long until we get into summer. So I always know, okay, summer's coming, which is my least favorite time here. But we had, uh, a a week ago, weather that was like in the 90 degrees already, like our air conditioning is on. And I'm like, you guys, it is too early for that. Come on, Texas. It's so funny because the people who live here, like love it, like, or who are from here, they're like, it's so beautiful out. And everybody's so excited. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not time yet. Like it's still supposed to be cold. Anyways, I'm kind of a brat with the weather here. Um, All right, so I just got off a huddle where our team shares every Thursday, um, getting off our huddle, shares wins and laughs for the week. And it is one of my favorite times um, because we get to see all the hard work and we get to celebrate like our clients doing just amazing things and the impact that the small impact we have in these businesses and for these clients. And so after we went through these clients, I, I looked through them and I started kind of reflecting on like, what are they doing that is creating this success for them, that is making them stand out? Um, and I came up with eight things that all of them have in their business and are consistent. And I want to mention this here. Some of the wins that we had was a client who spent $2,000 and made $11,000. Another was a client who had spent $2,000 and got 700 webinar registrants. So I feel like, and I get this comment two or three times a month where people say, I'm not big enough for ads. I'm not big enough for Hirsch marketing. And we work with clients. We have a package where we help clients who spend only, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month and are not making seven figures yet. Like they're usually our clients coming in are at or close to the six figure mark when they come into the elite package. And then we work with clients who are in seven to eight figures as well. But I want to, to say this because I do feel like in marketing, when people hear wins, they think like, oh, it's, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. It's a million dollars. And, you know, some of those beginning wins, like we had a client who, 
just recently had not been making sales the previous three months. We had to do so much overhaul to her offer, to her messaging, to her webinar. And then she made $7,000. And that was honestly harder to accomplish than some of our seven-figure launches to already proven products and audiences. And so before I get into this, don't write off the fact that like, oh, my business can't be that successful yet because I'm not big enough. Don't do that because that's just you making, you know, a reason why you can't have this success. And some of these wins would are huge to the client, but you know, aren't like million dollar launches. We did have one client, this one I'm so excited by, um, one of our just amazing clients who launched a Kickstarter and we got to be a part of this Kickstarter and they hit their goal of over $80,000 in three minutes from launching. And we had been a part of like the beginning and obviously the client has done so much and has an amazing product too. So I cannot take all the credit, but we'd been a part of the beginning and the visibility ads and just the lead up to it and then the launch of it. And so our team was massively celebrating this because it's it's life-changing for this client to have you know this experience and, and us to get to be a part of it. And I actually just got literally goosebumps talking about it because you know, some of these things that I get to witness and be a part of, um, it is truly life-changing for people to create a business that is profitable, sustainable, and successful. We had another client who just shared with us that um, she, for the first year, was able to stop working with one-on-one clients during a very busy season of her business um, and take her family on a trip um, overseas because of her online sales. And we have done, we have worked with her since the beginning of really scaling those online sales to the level that they're at. And, you know, she's doing like $40,000 launches, but again, it's not million dollar launches. Like it is possible to have first the success on the small scale and then scale it. So, all right. I have goosebumps talking about this because it's just so rewarding and it's so rewarding to build a team that gets to support the clients. And it's not just me because I don't have all the skill sets. I am not a copywriter. I'm not a video editor and all of those things and and the messaging and the funnel work and all of that plays a part in it. And so to have a, a whole marketing team doing that is where the magic happens. All right, here are the eight things that I came up with for you to really analyze. Do you have these in your business? The first one is a very specific niche. All of these people are very clear on who their ideal customer is and tend to go on the more specific side. And I think people wait a long time to do this and then end up trying to talk to too many people and not able to go deep in their messaging. So a very specific niche which allows you to have that deeper messaging. Um, looking at, okay, if you're targeting one of the examples um, that we have of a client who has had massive success now two times, targets people with diabetes. And she's very specific with that, right? Versus broad health of anybody who wants to be healthier, she's able to go specific with that. And she's just absolutely crushing it with her strategy. And so all of these clients that we just kind of listed in our wins of massive wins, they do have a specific niche. And what that allows them to do, which is number two on my list, is have deeper messaging. You have to have this in order to stand out, especially if you're in a more saturated industry, such as the B2B space, where you're trying to support people with their business, with making more money, whatever it is, that's very saturated. So is the health space, but it's still very possible to be successful 
when you're able to carve out a very specific niche and go really deep with your messaging. Because by going deep with your messaging, that means you're talking to that specific group of people and those people's um pain points, frustrations, dreams. You're able to tap into those emotions. You're able to use stories. You're able to use examples and you're able to dig really, really deep, which allows you to stand out from everybody else who's not. Because if somebody sees an ad and they see a piece of content or they go to a webinar and they feel like, oh my gosh, you totally get me and you really are you know, understand my problems, my frustrations and what I want. Now I trust you and I'm able to, and I want to buy from you. So we, our team works, first of all, really hard in making sure that that specific niche is very clear and we've really narrowed that down. Then we go really deep with the messaging, meaning the ad copy, the email copy, the funnel copy, every component of it is very deep and is going to stand out. And our copy, you know, my copy and creative team is is a good size. I have three copywriters and a designer plus a contract support with the designer. That's a good portion of my team because of how important copy and creative is. So specific niche, which allows you to have really deep messaging. If you read, a, a, you know, something of yours in your marketing or your content and you're like, everybody's saying this, or this sounds like everything else out there, or this isn't specific enough, then chances are you need to go deeper, which you can do by getting more specific with who you're talking to. The third thing is a dialed in offer. It oftentimes takes some refinement and some adjustment for your offer and how you're talking about your offer. But all of these clients who are really successful have a very dialed in offer, meaning it truly does solve the problem that their ideal customer has, and they have worked through the kinks of talking about it. The client who was not seeing sales for several months and then had a $7,000 launch, that specific client, we worked on her offer to get to that point. We worked on making sure that the price point was right, that the way we talked about it, that the way we talked about how it solves specific problems and what those problems are and the outcomes of the offer, not just the features. Like we actually changed probably that the most the deliverable of her offer really didn't change the way that she delivered it, but the price and the structure and the way we talked about the offer changed a lot in those months to get her to the sales and the successful sales. And so sometimes dialing in your offer doesn't mean actually changing what you're selling on like the back end. It means changing the way you talk about it, the way you structure it. Um, and, and sometimes the way you price it and that sometimes takes some refinement, which can be done with a good marketing team. And as you get leads in and, and you see their response, you can make adjustments and shifts and changes. The fourth thing that all of these clients, all of our clients have this, but I think that this made an impact a lot on the success here is really innovative copy and creative. This is super important to me. I would put this at the top of the list of marketing success. And I think this is why a lot of people's ads and marketing doesn't do well because they try to do it themselves and it's not their zone of genius. Like if I wrote my copy and edited my videos, it would not look as good as my team doing it because that is not my craft. That is not what I spend my days doing. That is not what I excel with. And I cannot stress enough, like especially with copy and creative and strategy, those things, like if you are not naturally really good at them, you are going to lose money trying to do them and you're going to lose more money than you would 
if you just actually outsourced it and hired people to support you. And there are so many business owners that I see who live in a scarcity mindset around this, don't get the support and actually cost themselves money because copy and creative is everything. That is, I mean, it's not everything, but it's going to attract the person on the feed. It's going to impact your cost per lead. It's gonna impact the quality of the lead. It's gonna impact the entire experience. And it's that first touch point of bringing people in and actually getting them in for a good cost and, and an affordable cost that you can scale. And so our team constantly is working on how can we get more innovative? We just recently, I'm gonna have the res, I'm gonna share the results of this soon, but we pulled all of our clients, over 50 clients that are active, and we pulled the top two converting ads for all of them. And then we ran some analysis of, is it videos? Is it images? What type of videos? And that, you know what that does is that helps all our other clients exceed even more because we have data of hundreds of ads and which ones are doing the best across so many accounts that every single account benefits from that. And I do have some really interesting takeaways from that that I'm going to share in a different podcast. But innovative copy and creative that's going to stand out, meaning if you're do a, doing a video, it's got some innovation in it. It has some elements to it that are going to stand out. You're, the way you talk, like we provide scripts to all of our clients um, so that they can have these innovative videos. We put the headlines on, we put the captions on, we speed them up, we cut out the pauses. There's a lot we do. Same with images. And then also testing all different things. But that's what allows for the really good ad costs, which impacts everything else down the funnel. The fifth thing that all of these guys have that I found super interesting is they're all running different strategies. So everybody we listed today on our wins is all different types of businesses, some in the B2C, some in the B2B. We have a Kickstarter campaign, which was a product-based business. We have all different types of businesses and they all have a custom strategy. It's all based on everything I share here on the podcast, guys, like all of the foundational principles and what you know needs to go into a strategy, but none of them were running the same thing. Some are running webinars. You know, we had two on there, three on there that were running webinars, but one was in the B2C space. One was in the B2B space, totally different product prices. One was high ticket. One had um, a lower ticket B2C in the health space offer. Like they were all different and they're all custom strategies, whether that is the actual strategy itself or it's the messaging and the lead up to the strategy. So this is so important. I can't harp on this enough. Like you cannot templatize your strategy. You can use basic core foundational principles, but then you have to make sure that the experience you create and everything that goes into the, you know, the funnel experience and the customer journey you're creating is meant for your ideal customer and is meant to lead them to your offer and is also aligned with you as a business owner and how you can show up. Like if, if you do not want to do a webinar and you absolutely cannot show up well on a webinar, we have to come up with a different way to create an experience for your audience. And what you do in a B2B business compared to a B2C business compared to a product-based business is all going to be different. And so not having someone take deep level intel in your business. A couple of weeks back, I did um, an episode about kind of how we do that intel and my process for that and how I do it in VIP days and then also with our client strategies. That's critical to have in place before creating a custom strategy. Okay, there's three more things that all of these people have. And this next one's really important. A collaborative relationship. Now here, you would think you you would think that this is, you know, an obvious one, but I want to explain this. And um, I want you to think about this as a leader and as a CEO yourself. I sometimes think that people hire coaches, agencies, 
you know, team members, employees, contractors with the mindset of, I just want to pass it off. I don't want to be involved. I want them to fix something. I want them to take over. They are the experts that they, sh- they should. And I'm just going to do whatever they say. And while yes, that is true, like as much as possible, I try and we try to design our team to take everything off of our client's plate and to, you know, make it super easy so that they can stay in their zone of genius as the visionary. A hundred percent. Yes. But the reality is the founder of a company, all of you listening who are the founder of a company, you started your business at one point in another where you were always the one directly communicating with your audience, with your leads, with your customers. Maybe you still are. You have the deepest level connection to your audience, leads and customers. You also are the only person who truly can be the visionary and the guiding you know, leader of your company values and of how you want to show up and what's right and what's not right and what's in alignment and what's not in alignment. And so you have to go into every single relationship, whether that's with an agency, a contractor, an employee, a coach, a program, a mastermind with the mindset of it's going to be collaborative. You need to give your input. And we will literally say this to clients where if if a client says to us, like, I don't really want to do that, but you guys are the experts, so I'll do it. We do not move forward with that. If a client is feeling out of alignment with a strategy, with what they're being asked to do, with something that they know, I'm not sure that's going to resonate with my audience. We have to dig deeper into that because you should, as the founder, know your audience and know your business better than anybody else. And so as a leader, your job is to guide that, right? And not be the one to come up with all the strategies. You shouldn't have to do that not be the one to know what changes to make based on your numbers and your data, not be the one to to drive everything, absolutely not, but collaborate, provide feedback, provide ideas, and truly have that two-way street relationship and not want to outsource the connection to your audience and your leads and your customers, which you never should outsource. That is the key. When I look at every single one of these clients, they love their business They love their customers. They love their audience. They get them. They're fired up by it. They're lit up by what they're doing. They're connected. And then what happens is we get on calls and it becomes a very impactful collaborative relationship. And the collaboration we receive, we're able to take into their strategy, take into their messaging. It will never work no matter who you bring into your business or hire if you're trying to have them save something that you don't want to put the effort into. You have to be connected And I've learned this lesson the hard way too, you guys. I'm not saying this that I'm perfect either. I have learned the hard way and I have shared it on my podcast. What happens when you become disconnected as the CEO, as the founder from your audience, from your customers, from your leads? It is not good. And you cannot outsource that. I don't believe you can unless you hire a CEO who cares as much as you do about your customers. Okay, two more things. The seventh thing that we have with all these clients who are on different timeframes. Some have been here a year plus. Some have been here. The Kickstarter is three months in. We we just started with them. Um, All different timeframes. But the one constant thing is that we're consistently optimizing. We are never like, oh, it's good. Set it and forget it. Let's not do anything else. One of the, the wins that we celebrated today was a live launch. This client has been here over a year. 
And it was just such an incredible example of the whole team working together from creating this live launch strategy. We're testing something new. We decided, why not try this? Let's do this. The creative team, our funnel team doing all the funnel work, um, all, all of the ad copy creative, the client showing up and actually delivering in the live launch and, and showing up for our audience and collaborating with us on um, you know the strategy and the offer and how we should create this experience. And this was a new th- launch that we created and she got 6X return on her investment. And she's been with us for a year. So it was us saying, okay, this is all working really well on the evergreen. And she does like two or three live launches throughout the year. But let's try this new thing. Let's optimize this. Let's optimize our leads. Let's put something fresh in here. Let's do some fresh wrapping paper. And so whether that is, you know, the same strategy we've been running for a client who's only been here three months, whether that's a client who's been here a year plus, we're constantly trying to keep things fresh, trying to optimize and improve because you've got to strive to be better than yesterday. And that's a core value of our companies. And we are never done optimizing. And that is true for marketing. It is not a set it and forget it thing in your business. There is no such thing as that in business. And if that is your goal, cancel that goal right now because you will lose and you will go backwards and you're either going forwards or backwards. So constant improvement, constant optimization that is based off of data is very important too. And then the fifth, or sorry, not the fifth thing, the eighth thing that I have on here, all of these guys do really well, is they have a consistent organic strategy. Whether that is they create regular content for their audience, they email their list regularly, they show up on social media, it's really all of those things for the most part. They show up. They show up every day. They show up every week. If some have a team, some don't have a team doing this for them in terms of the organic side of things. It's something that we've started to be able to help clients with because I think it's so important because your organic strategy is how you're nurturing and indoctrinating all the leads in the audience that your ads are bringing in. And you don't know if someone's going to come in from an ad today, see seven posts that you did on social media and listen to two podcasts and then decide to buy. You do not know if that is their customer journey, but you know that being consistent is the goal. Showing up is the goal. And so all of these clients put that effort into showing up organically, whatever that means for them. An organic strategy, just like with your paid strategy, has to be created for your business for your audience, for what is best for them. How do they want to consume content? What platform do they want to consume content on? And also where can you make it really easy for you to show up consistently and create that content? If you make it so hard, like you're like, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of YouTube videos, but you have no support and that's really hard and confusing and overwhelming for you, you're probably not going to do it. And then you're going to end up not showing up at all. So I also believe in making it easy and natural and in alignment for you to show up organically. But that's really important to pair with paid ads because they really do go together, especially creating that valuable content. So, all right, you guys, I hope you found this helpful. I thought it would be cool to reflect on this. And I just mostly was like reflecting on it on my own because I was just so, it's just so freaking rewarding. Like I have worked so hard the last seven months to build, rebuild my team to what it needs to be and to be the found this is the foundation this is the team that we're going to break 100 plus clients that we can serve 100 plus clients with our systems with the team we have with the hiring and the expectations like we are the best marketing team in this industry and I will argue that all day long and I would not say that on this podcast if I didn't believe that if you want that type of support you can go to helpmystrategy.com 
fill out our application. There's many different ways we can support you depending on your monthly marketing budget. It doesn't hurt to fill it out. It doesn't hurt to explore those options. I know that we can support you and help you in that next step. And it's way better than trying to do it all alone, doing it with a terrible marketing team or an agency not doing all these things and ultimately not getting results in your business. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this gave you guys some intel into potentially what you're missing in your marketing right now. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.